This is the Full Frontal Living Podcast. I'm your host, master coach, and emotional resiliency expert, Lisa Carpenter. I'm here to be your guide through real, raw conversations, navigating life as a high achiever. This show covers what it takes to create physical and emotional well-being, along with how to honor and partner with your body. I'm here to guide you to a connected relationship with yourself, turning self-care into a way of being and not just another task on your to-do list. After all, the things we love, we take care of. This podcast gives you permission to love what you do, but love yourself more. Welcome to the Full Frontal Living Podcast. Hey, hey, listeners. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Full Frontal Living Podcast. We are rapidly speeding towards the end of 2021. I can't believe it. I actually feel like 2020 and 2021 were one gigantic year. It was just 24 months. In fact, I've even had a hard time just distinguishing as I'm trying to put together a, a you know an end of year kind of podcast episode for you guys. I'm like, did that happen in 2021 or was that a 2020 thing? Anywho, here we are today and uh Recently, I re-released an episode called Giving Doesn't Make You Great, which this is a great time of year to look at our practices and our beliefs around giving and receiving. This used to be a highly triggering time of year for me because I had attached so much of who I was, my identity, to my ability to give. And I'm going to get into more of that to help you kind of understand my perspective. So this time of year was really triggering because I didn't have a lot of extra money. I wanted to give people a lot of things. And I really felt like what I was giving was me showing them how much I love them. So my giving was very much attached to my beliefs around love. And, you know, in, in the episode, giving doesn't make you great. It's how so many of us Overgive and overgive and overgive because we're trying to express our love. We're trying to feel needed. We're trying to feel appreciated. Um, not actually looking at what it's costing us and what we believe about giving. So I like to talk about clean giving now. It's giving without any expectations. Uh, it's coming from a very whole place in your heart. You're not looking to try and fill your self worth. So of course, when you give, you're always going to feel good. At least I feel good, but there's a difference now. It it isn't linked to my personal value or self-worth. So this week, I wanted to talk a little bit about receiving because this is the flip side of giving that also is a massive problem for many of you who are givers and over givers. So this quote from... Brene Brown really stuck out to me many, many years ago. I've never forgotten about it. And it really, I'm going to dive into some stories that really opened my eyes up about receiving and where I was blocking that energy and what it meant that I was blocking that energy in hopes that you can look at your own patterns of behavior and really check in with yourself and see where you might also be out of balance and what you're making it mean about receiving. So her quote is this, until we can receive with an open heart, we are never really giving with an open heart. 
when we attach judgment to receiving help, we knowingly or unknowingly attach judgment to giving help. That was like a punch in the gut for me because it never occurred to me that if I wasn't willing to receive, that I also wasn't truly giving with an open heart. And if I was judging myself about receiving, that I was also judging unknowingly, I was also judging people that I was giving to. So I want you to think about that a little bit. So learning to receive is vulnerable. Most of the women and the men that I work with do struggle with receiving because they've got all these different stories in their heads about it. And they've never really looked at, well, why am I blocking myself from receiving? So I want you to think about the last time somebody gave you a compliment. Did you just receive it with a thank you? Or did you immediately have to give them back a compliment as well? Look at when somebody has given you something. Are you able to just graciously receive it? Or do you find yourself all squirmy and not comfortable receiving it? Or then immediately kind of looking at like, oh my God, well, now I owe them. So I better figure out like how I'm going to pay them back or not asking for help because you don't want to receive help because you don't want anybody to view you as weak or not having your shit together. So when it comes to receiving, for me personally, and for many of my clients, it's really looking at the value that you put on being a giver and taking care of everybody else and the judgment that you put on receiving what you make it mean about you. So if you were the person receiving all the time and you weren't always doing all the giving, how would that impact your identity? So this first came to my attention, you know, way back in the day when my hubby went off to rehab and it was my turn to go over to the facility that he was staying at so that, you know, I could have my counseling, which, you know, you've probably heard me talk about before. I really thought I was just going over to learn how to fix my addict only to really get my ass handed to me and find out that I was part of the problem because of how I was showing up in my own life. And that, uh, you know, I needed to work on my own stuff. It was that big giant wake up call that I'm just, I'm so eternally grateful for. So it was time for me to head over to the island. And I remember going toe to toe with my therapist at the time, because he's like, Lisa, just go get on the ferry. And I said to him, you don't understand. I need to pack lunches for the kids. I need to get the grocery shopping done. I need to organize the food. Like, this is what I do. And he's like, you don't have to do any of that. Just allow yourself to receive the help from the people around you, the kids will be taken care of. You know, they might live on pizza the week that you're gone, but they're not going to die and just go. And I fought tooth and nail for all the things that I needed to do, all the things that I needed to prepare, all the things that I needed to give my family before I could leave. And, you know, as it always happened, it's once I left the therapist's office that I really thought about it because for me, as soon as I go into fighting, like 
fighting for my beliefs, fighting for my limitations, I know that I'm in a story. That is how I react. If I get into fighting for limitations, I know I am in a story. Now, some people freeze. Some people go into avoidance patterns. We all have different patterns that show up in our lives that tell us when we're working from stories. And that's that's my big one, right? I fight for what I want. And I really stopped to think about it. You know, who would I be? Like, who would I be if I wasn't taking care of everybody? If I wasn't the over-functioner, if I wasn't the overdoer, if I wasn't the one always giving and making sure that everything was done for everybody else. So much of my identity was wrapped up in that. Yet at the same time, the thought of receiving from anybody, the thought of asking for help, allowing myself to be supported made my skin crawl. Like I didn't want to be that woman. I was self-sufficient. I was in charge. I was in control. I had my shit together asking for help. Who asked for help? Yet at the same time, you see the value I put on giving help. So this goes back to that quote, right? We attach When we attach a judgment to receiving, we're unknowingly or sometimes knowingly attaching judgment to giving help. I'd never, that had never dawned on me before. So off I go for my week away to learn about myself. And there's many stories within there that, you know, some I've told before, and I'm sure I'll tell more in the future, but we came to the end of, we came to the end of this week. And here we are sitting in this circle, all us grown adults in our chairs, looking at each other. And it was time to go around the room and to let each person know how they'd impacted us. Piece of cake, piece of cake for me, right? I went around the room and every single person I made sure that I really had nice things to say about them. And I really poured out from my heart, the impact that knowing them had had on me because we all were, we were so deep in it together. We all walked in with, you know, our armor on. And as the week went on, we all had to strip down these pieces that we thought made us who we were. We had to face our sadness, our grief. We had to look at our bullshit. It was a tough, tough week. Our feet were definitely in the fire. And so to go around the room and to tell all these other extraordinary humans how they had changed me and how I appreciated their courage and their vulnerability and learning about their families and the things that they had gone through, no problem. But then it was my turn. Then it was my turn to sit in that chair and listen to each of them tell me how I'd impacted them. And this was a really profound moment for me. And I can, I can probably hear my voice because I remember this so clearly. And, uh, you know, you probably have realized I, I process the world through my emotions. So I feel things really deeply. And I'm so grateful that I do feel things deeply. I think it's such a gift, even though, you know, back in the day, I thought feelings were horrible and who would want to have feelings. Now I'm so grateful for them. So anyways, it was my turn. It was my turn. And all these people in the circle poured their hearts out to me and shared with me how I'd impacted them. And I sat there feeling like the witch, wicked witch of the West from, you know, Dorothy, the Wizard of Oz, 
you know, when she gets the water spilled on her and she starts melting, I sat there feeling like they were throwing like water on me and my was melting. Or, you know, I think I described it back in the day. It felt like battery acid was being thrown on me and I, I was being burned. And I was so acutely aware of my immense discomfort in receiving what they were saying. And the part of me that did not want to accept that what they were saying was the truth. That part of me that was like, that can't be true. I don't want that. You know, they must be lying to me. And just the discomfort of having to sit there and say nothing, but just receive their words and let them land in me. It was so vulnerable. And in that moment, what I realized was how little I valued myself. I had never seen this pattern of being an overgiver, but my unwillingness to receive. I had never tied the two together and reflected on the fact that my unwillingness to receive was actually a reflection of how little I valued myself. It showed me how low my self-worth was. And when I left there, you know, it was one of my commitments to myself about learning what it meant to stay open and vulnerable and to nurture my self-worth. And one of the ways that I did that was allowing myself to receive. If somebody bought something for me, I would just say, thank you. And I wouldn't, you know, lob a compliment back to them. I didn't feel like if somebody gave me something that all of a sudden I needed to run out and give them a gift. I stopped buying, you know, presents that I couldn't afford for people because I thought that that's what made me important and special. And that's the only way that they would know that I love them. And that's the only way that I would feel loved. So many things change in your life when you learn what it means to receive, because if you're not willing to receive, you're always going to be living in a place of lack and limitation. You know, if you want a new relationship in your life, but you're not willing to receive something as simple as a compliment, do you think the love of your life is going to walk in your life? Receiving plays into our relationship with money. If we say we want more money in your bank account or in your business, look at your relationship with receiving and how that's playing into you feeling okay about receiving money from people who want to pay you for their services. Do you feel guilty? Do you believe that you're taking somebody's money? Because they're trying to give you a gift because they want to work with you. Do you make it easy for people to pay you? Do you make it easy for your business to receive money? These were some of the things that I really had to look at. Like blocking receiving was showing up everywhere in my life, everywhere. And it played into why I ended up in such bad burnout. Because of course, if I'm doing things for everybody all the time, but I'm unwilling to ask for and receive help because underneath it all, I didn't feel worthy and deserving. Of course, energetically, I'm going to burn out. Of course, physically, I'm going to burn out. So I'm really curious. I want you to take a step back and really look at and consider what your relationship is with receiving. How comfortable are you just saying thank you? How is receiving 
energetically maybe getting in the way of the money that you want to flow in your life or having more time in your life, right? Where are you saying that you want things, but then you're actively pushing back against the opportunities that would allow you to have those things that you want. You know, also when it comes to receiving, I think it's really important to consider as well, you know, going back to giving when you give with an open heart, makes you feel good. Like I love to give generosity is one of my, one of my top values. I love being generous and I love not talking about my generosity to be quite honest. It makes me feel good. And when you think about receiving, if somebody is trying to give you something and you block yourself from receiving, that's like someone trying to hand you a gift and you shoving the gift back in their face. So if you love how you feel when you give, by not receiving, you are robbing the person who is trying to give to you the opportunity to feel good. Have you ever thought about that? Have you ever had a gift you were trying to extend to someone and watch that person like not want to receive it and be uncomfortable? How did that make you feel? I want you to consider that moving forward about what a gift it is for you to give someone by simply receiving, receiving the compliment, receiving the coffee, receiving the present, receiving the flowers, receiving whatever it is, the help. Please, if you're listening to my podcast, I know you are an individual who loves to do the doing. What is it costing you to not receive help? What is it costing you to not receive from yourself, right? Receive the gift of, I'm going to take a nap, or I'm going to hire somebody to help me, or I'm going to get a cleaner, or I'm going to get a sitter in tonight for my kids. Where can you even learn to receive more from yourself? Receive your own compliments, receive your own praise, receive your own high fives. I'm awesome. Where are you blocking yourself from receiving? What is it costing you? And have you considered what it says about your self-worth, your self-esteem? And what would be possible if you started receiving more and you started to allow yourself to know that you are worthy and deserving, that when people give you a compliment or say something to you, that it, you know, they're extending praise, that they're telling you the truth. You don't have to block it. Can you allow yourself to just receive what people want you to hear? Because I know in my own life, when I was able to fully step into and receive myself, see myself through the eyes of my clients, through the eyes of the people who love me, when I was finally able to receive that, and see that for myself, that was really when I anchored in my self-worth in a a completely new way, completely different level. It was definitely an energetic up level. And I think we've got a podcast episode about when I received this amazing, phenomenal portrait, power portrait that the uh, amazing Joan Marie from Joan Marie Art designed for me. It was a gift from my client, Jill. And that is probably one of the most spectacular gifts I have ever received. 
it changed me. It changed me. And that is what is possible for you. You don't need to receive some spectacular gift to change your life, but just the act of learning how to receive, saying thank you, being in the discomfort of not having to give something back, that will change your life energetically. And it is such an act of self-love and a great way to put a deposit in your self-worth piggy bank. So this holiday season, that's when you're listening to this. I want you to ask yourself, where can I receive more? Where can I just take this all in, slow down, do less, ask for help, receive help, give with an open heart, receive with an open heart, release all judgment and understand that, you know, just like your breath, right? We need to have an inhale and we need to have an exhale. We need to have light so that we can appreciate dark. We need to have dark so we can appreciate light. The universe doesn't work in a vacuum. We can't have giving without having receiving. It's part of the balance. It's like gravity. You have to work on both. You can't just stay on one side of the equation. So this is a perfect opportunity. This holiday season, I know we talk a lot about giving, but I want to encourage you this holiday season to really savor and enjoy receiving. I am sending you so much love, holiday wishes, a peaceful time with your family, your friends, however it is you're celebrating. I know it's different for everybody around the world. There's a lot of different circumstances that we're all navigating right now. So I'm sending you love and peace and all the possibility for the new year ahead. Now, If you are looking for an opportunity for how we might be able to work together before you log off this podcast, I would love for you to send me a DM on Instagram, or you can send me an email at lisa at lisacarpenter.ca. I have a new program kicking off in 2022. That is for a very specific type of a woman. So you need to be driven. You need to be coachable and love taking action. You're a doer. You probably often find yourself spinning way too many plates and being overcommitted. You have no problem with growth and the discomfort that comes with it. Like most of my clients, you have a complicated relationship with vulnerability. You want it, but at the same time, it scares you. You're already committed to your health and well being, but you also know that you're not making it as much as a priority as it needs to be. And you're looking for a lot more peace and fulfillment in your relationships, primarily the one with yourself. You want to yell less and let go of feeling like you have to control everything in your life. You want to create time and more space. And you want to really release the constant feeling of guilt that follows you everywhere you go. I'm also looking for a woman who wants to step into this feeling of just solid self-trust and unshakable confidence and what it means to be unapologetically selfish about your wants, your needs, and your desire. So if that is you... I want you to send me a DM on Instagram or send me an email at lisa at lisacarpenter.ca. I'm going to be booking calls 
to speak with you guys, to find the right women for what I have planned for 2022. So we can make it a spectacular year, transform your life and create the space and the balance so you can have giving and receiving time for yourself, time for your family, more money, more abundance, more good health, more of everything you want in your life and less of the stuff that you don't. So if that's you, I look forward to hearing from you, sending you so much love, and I will see you on the next episode. I don't know why I say that, see you on the next episode, because the truth is I'm not going to see you and you won't see me. You'll just be listening. And I appreciate that. So until next time, take good care of you. Let me ask you a question. Have you ever felt that total soul-wrenching certainty that something in your life needed to change? Listen up, you can be incredibly successful and yet not see yourself as successful. In fact, for many of my clients, it takes me pointing out that they are high achievers for them to even see this for themselves. Most of my clients have never taken the time to pause and acknowledge their accomplishments because they're too busy focusing on the next thing they want to get after. I often joke that they set a bar for themselves, but as soon as they get close to reaching it, they simply raise the bar. It's the never ending cycle that perpetuates the story that they're not there yet. More often than not, they genuinely believe they haven't done enough. You probably love setting and accomplishing goals, have no problem getting things done, know what it means to embrace the hustle and working your ass off might be your status quo. What the women who are part of my community come to realize is that no amount of doing is going to give you the feeling of fulfillment you're looking for. What makes this realization more painful is feeling the impact your choices are having on your physical and emotional well-being. The deep gut level knowing that you need to make a change in your life has nothing to do with how much you've accomplished on paper or how successful you appear to someone looking at you from the outside. You might feel burnt out because you struggle with boundaries that support you feeling good. Maybe you have a gorgeous, healthy family, but don't feel like you're really connected to your kids. Maybe you're slowly starting to realize that you're overly dependent on that glass of wine to unwind, catch yourself mindlessly eating, or worse yet, forgetting to eat. Coffee has become a staple and hours can disappear as you scroll social media mindlessly. You're probably burning the candle at both ends because when everyone else goes to bed, you stay up late just to have you time. Basically, you're starting to realize you're numbing your way through life and that you are the last thing on your list of priorities. No matter what you've accomplished, there's something deep down in your soul that is screaming out for more. And you won't be satisfied until you can figure out what that is. If you're listening to this podcast, I can guess you've already taken the first steps in recognizing the transformation you're seeking isn't going to be found in doing more, but in discovering why you're so addicted to your doing in the first place. You're probably also realizing that if you don't start to make caring for your emotional and physical well-being a priority, things are only going to get worse. Lasting transformation doesn't happen overnight, and it often doesn't happen without support. They're called blind windows for a reason. 
I've made it my personal mission in life to support women trying to create extraordinary lives of their own choosing. That's why, in addition to this podcast, I send out powerful emails to help you navigate life as an ambitious, driven, high-achieving woman so that you can make positive changes you need to thrive in your life. Join me for this journey towards what it looks like to love what you do, but love yourself more by signing up for my email list. You'll get first access to resources I've created to support you. Plus, I'll let you know about new podcast episodes, coaching opportunities, and more. Head over to lisacarpenter.ca forward slash sign up today and join my network of empowered, inspiring, ambitious women. This is your next step in choosing to make you a priority. Thank you so much for listening to the Full Frontal Living Podcast.